get me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. The number one comedy podcast about comedy... Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast commentator, Mark Hershon. Yes, this is Mark Hershon, and I think I actually am internationally recognized at least within certain circles. My name appears in relation to a nefarious character on a recent Royal and Doodle podcast out of Britain, which you're going to hear something from later on. And you can see links for Succotash up on websites from the Pissed Off Man Show in Belfast, Ireland, to the D-Head Factor podcast in Canberra, Australia. Speaking of which, I have a co-host along for the ride this episode. Welcome to Jabs from the D-Head Factor. Hey, Jabs. Hey, Mark. How are you? Thank Good. you very much going? for the uh, invite. This is a very flattering to be on Succotash. Um, oh, it's great to have you here. We're, uh, we're Skyping you in from down under. You are. You are. It's uh, middle of the morning at the moment. On Monday It's 10 a.m. over here. I'm on my fifth coffee. Nice. And it's uh, the middle of the Sunday afternoon here in uh, California. So it's uh, the best of my world and the worst of yours, except you're on holiday. Yeah, I'm on holiday, so <laughs> I've still got another week left on my holiday, so I'm all good. Mondays Mondays are just quiet days for me. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, before we get too much further along, I want to mention a couple of things, like uh, a lot of other podcasts. We have now joined the ranks of those who have Amazon along as a kind of sponsor. So if you want to order anything from Amazon, books, movies, clothes, reverse-engineered alien technology, first click over to our home site, at SuckatashShow.com, then scroll down and click on the Amazon carousel on the bottom of the right-hand column. Every time you place your Amazon order that way, we get a big bag of pennies. Uh, you can buy Mark Hershon's book from Amazon as well. You can. I Hate People is available. You can even buy me from Amazon for the right price. I'm going to be yeah, honest. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a guest uh, on the episode that drops this week, by the way, of Functional Nerds. Uh, recorded that last week with co-host John Anilio, uh, whose sci-fi comedy songs we've featured here, as well as my interview with him a few episodes back, and his co-host Patrick Hester. So if this show isn't giving you your fill of at Hershko, be sure to drop by FunctionalNerds.com after Tuesday and listen to my interview with them. Um, and then finally, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to Alba Lewis and Thomas Moore of the Brit in the American podcast. They swung through San Francisco on their way across the country last week. Uh, they came across the U.S. through Las Vegas and then decided, hey, let's go to San Francisco and have dinner with Hershon. <laughs> it's like an eight hour car trip to have dinner with a dude. <laughs> And they picked up the check, which is fantastic. Uh, that's the main thing, though. That's, that's the reason you invite them. Yeah, so we met up at a place called Brandy Ho's uh, in Chinatown for a couple hours of chat, mm. which I have recorded. And uh, if I can make it out above the clatter, I will put at least part of it, if not all of it, up on uh, either my website or part in one of the upcoming episodes. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, you know, who needs sponsors, Jabs? If every podcaster just wanted to buy me dinner, I think I could make that work. Yeah, but you get different kind of food. I Like, if you come over to Australia, I'll give you kangaroo meat and Vegemite. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'd rather have uh, adamandeve.com as a sponsor. Uh, it's the old Crocodile Dundee thing. You can eat it, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> you know why? They eat meat. That's why. Meat eater meat tastes terrible. That's the problem. No, bloody vicious kangaroos they are. They are. It's bloody sadistic things. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, Tom and Albert were actually on their way to Peru, where they're going to be spending the next six months working on a farm, and they'll be doing their show from there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that's kind of odd. But they said uh, they want to be right where the action is for the end of the world, you know, the, the Mayan calendar <laughs> prediction. So, Jabs, if you're ready for our grand experiment here, uh, I am too. Uh, you invited me to co-host the D-Head Factor, I don't know, what was it, six or eight months ago? Uh, yeah, it was a while ago, but it was a huge success. Huge success. We went from five listeners to ten listeners in wow. that whole week. So you, you doubled our numbers. <laughs> See, that's that's the succotash bump working for you. Yeah. Um, so uh, as you being the co-host for Succotash this episode, it means we've both selected clips from a bunch of comedy podcasts. Uh, I think both of us know some of them, and you know some, I know some, so it'll be a surprise to uh, the other guy what we're doing, but now we're going to share them all with our listeners and tell them what we think about them. That's a good idea. We should do that. Let's start out, you know, for those of you who may not be familiar with the D-head factor, and what the hell's wrong with you? How do you not know about the D-head factor? But if you don't know- <laughs> We what, get used, and it's a derogatory term now in most countries. <laughs> if you don't know what Jabs and his usual partner in crime, F.U. Josh, sound like, how's, how's Josh doing these days? Yeah, he got he got married last week, so he's doing really well. He's um, wow. not allowed out of the house now. He's married, but yeah, he's doing well. He's still a multi-millionaire. So now he has a legitimate excuse for not showing up for the podcast. Yeah, they're, they're trying for a baby. Oh he's boy! Waiting. Yeah. Oh boy! Hope that works. <laughs> probably out probably shouldn't disclose that for him. But ah, oh, well, fuck him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. It's your show, not my show. I That's shouldn't say right. fuck. That's all right. Everyone's welcome to say fuck on Sakatash. Uh, I came a hair's all breadth from calling it fuckatash. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. F you, Josh is doing really well. It's been really hard to get him. Obviously, with the wedding plannings and stuff like that. And uh, now that that's all out of the way, we should be able to get the regular crew back together. Well, why don't we uh, play a taste from your show so people can get kind of a, a sampling of it? I think from what I heard, and you didn't send a setup for this, it sounded like mostly discussing about having parties with kids. But why don't you go ahead and set us up? But this is this is a proper Sarkadash show. You've got to sledge the fact that I didn't send you any information and say, this is bullcrap. <laughs> if you people want to send clips, you need to send information through to Mark as well, all right? He doesn't that, get paid for this. That's true. You know what? But I knew you were going to be on, so that was my oh. saving grace here. <laughs> <laughs> but the mistake was thinking that I listened to the clip before I sent it through. Ah, shoot. Shoot. Right. Uh, the, the clip in question was the I, – I went to a kid's party um, on a public holiday, and I asked the guys their advice on um, when's an appropriate time to leave a kid's party. Because being the father of the kids, I don't, I don't like going to kid's parties, but my wife was at work and I had no reason that I couldn't get out of it because it was across the road. Uh, <laughs> so I asked the guys their advice on when is an appropriate time to leave a kid's party now with all things D-head factor. Um, they kind of got out of control when they got to the point where they were telling me how to stage events on how to get out of the actual kids' party. So not when is an appropriate time to leave, but how to actually make the party end quicker. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, it sounds like it could be some good advice for particularly new dads. Yeah, <laughs> good advice is very, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it came up very interesting, and it does help. It does help. We've, we've just got to put it into practice now. All right, well, let's give a listen. So when's a, um, what I, I was trying to figure out, when's an appropriate time for you to leave a kid's party, straight away. Straight away. <laughs> if you do it straight up, it's not okay, rude. You don't even have to enter the front door. Think about, think about the situation I'm in. 
It's across the road. Yeah, I know. That so I can't sit there and go, I've got to drive home. Because yeah. I don't. I've got to get no, no, no. no, no. Yeah, I, I, there's I, another excuse. Yeah. Emergency. You get Something that you have to take care of. But listen, I just had enough time to drop the kids off. I'll be back as soon as I can. Yeah. I'm not leaving my kids there. But then they're going to see him walk Because they've burned the, the place down. Yeah. That's their problem. They yeah, should be looking after them. As yeah. you leave them there and they say, oh, that's okay. It's different though if you're there and they burn the house down because then it's your fault. <laughs> that's, yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> so you reckon I should have just taken advantage of the free babysitter yeah, and left? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was sitting there. Yeah. Tell me when you're done, I'll be across the rest. <laughs> We're sitting there and it's around the 40 minute mark at this point and they're serving nibblies and stuff like that. And I'm going to my sister. She's like, I want to go. And I'm like, so do I want to fucking go. And the kids are jumping around, doing their bits and bobs, and I'm waiting for a fucking kid to hurt themselves to the point where so I let them do that. shit I would not let them just, normally don't, do don't just, just so go, they would hurt themselves. You, you go up to your kid and squeeze her arm so they cry. Don't you do that? Pitch them on the arm? No, Joshua. And then, <laughs> oh, listen, she's... I've got to go. I've got to go. She's she's not, she will not Sorry. stop squealing. Don't stop pinch me, fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, Josh, you don't pinch your kids well, because you, gotta, you want to go. you teach them to cry. <laughs> you've got to have them. Then, you're, then you're just like, listen, I can't make a shut up. I've got to go. I'll, I'll do the right thing. I'm really embarrassed. Come on, we're all going, kids. But we're having... <laughs> so your philosophy is that just pinch your fucking kids pinch if you don't want to go. Then they fucking all <laughs> and they go, it was oh, that yeah. guy. Right, and then you will never be invited over again. You won't have to get other kids. Well, I think they're all sick. I'm going to just take them all out. <laughs> food poisoning. Food food yeah. Get some more spice. And he's like, you know, I don't feel well myself. How old are these twisties? You guys. <laughs> Food poisoning everywhere. <laughs> no, like the twisted. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has farted. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Somebody has farted. <laughs> you just gotta walk, walk in all that. Awesome for you. <laughs> <laughs> on the kids. Look, look. He's, he's obviously. Yeah. Someone, someone shit on the floor. <laughs> 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 That's it. I hope she didn't you everyone out. His name. And his name. And then his hand. He just put it in there. So embarrassed. I need my hand on your back. I'm just gonna go. So we left before the cake came. You have to wait for the cake, though, don't you? You have to wait for the cake. I think you do. But it was it was getting too fucking boring. Yeah. So I didn't want to wait. And the cake fucking drags on. And I have a lot of stuff to watch on TV. Yeah. I want to go home. You've got a full day the... of fucking sitting on your ass doing nothing. That's what I'm saying. I had to put the kids to bed so I could go do and watch TV. <laughs> you do what you got to do. That's why you light yeah. the cake up as soon as you get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just get it. Yeah. Where's the cake? Yeah. You bring your back up, cake. You bring your own yeah. back up, cake. Bring your own cake. Happy birthday. That's all right, cake. Happy birthday. And everyone just starts coming around and singing in. Party over! Yeah. Thanks for coming, guys. You could you, you you work that, couldn't you? I'll just walk in next time with my own fucking yeah, cake. Like, what do you got there? Don't yeah. worry, it's a surprise. Yeah. I want to go home. If you, really want to see, if you really want to speed up, you take lolly bags as well. So that way you're not the person that gets in trouble for leaving first because all the other parents are like, yeah. so I guess it's done? Yeah. Lolly bag. <laughs> oh, we just had cake. As soon as the lolly bags come out, that's a signal. That's Party over. Right. So I did. I, I did. I, I ended up leaving the party. Um, 
after about an hour and a half. Before the cake. Because one of because Faith was a before bit. Before the cake. Yeah, before the cake. Because uh, my daughter. Oh, right. You've broken that's the rule. You've broken the rule. You broke your own rule. <laughs> I didn't take my own cake. You that was the go problem. back there now. <laughs> she brought the cake to me because she lives across the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you left really early, Jack. But I knew she was going to do that because I thought. Like when she when oh, no, you told him when you left. He said, "Listen, I've got to go watch some TV. The kids are <laughs> Can you bring me over uh, some cake? Bring <laughs> three bags and the, some three beer. Lolly bags. <laughs> well, she did. She brought the lolly bags. Was... <laughs> oh, okay. So we've left and I've just gone. I, I've got to go. The kids aren't feeling too well because they weren't yeah, a week ago. Yeah. They weren't. Well, some yeah. stage they weren't. <laughs> they, yeah. weren't. they got some water, flicked it on their forehead, back with their sweat. You pinched Jada on the arm, he's squealing his tits off. All right, so there's a sample of the D-head factor. Just uh, a little piece, a taste of what you'll get by tuning in. Uh, uh, Jabs, when do you guys usually drop your new episodes? Uh, we usually do it any time during the week, but then I release them on our Sunday, which is Saturday evening, I believe, in America. Okay. Um, usually do it. Uh, the last couple of weeks I've been a bit um, distracted, so I haven't been putting out the episodes on the Saturday evening, so they're usually around Monday, Tuesday. But yeah, long story short, common occurrence is every Saturday evening in America. All right, great. So you guys are at the dheadfactor.com. You're also available on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio. Mixler, which I'm not very familiar with, and Rant Radio. Yeah, that's right. Mixler is um, really good. It's where we can live broadcast and people can sledge us in person. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you been doing the live casts? Uh, every now and then, if we get the boys together and we've got an internet connection, we do the live cast. Uh, and usually you get Noel over at Bonnebo uh, calling in <laughs> or some of the other guys, Tommy Royal and uh, Angus Doodle and stuff. So Funny you should mention them because I was going to go to them next, the Royal and Doodle podcast. Segway, um, Mark. Segway. Yes, yes. Now, you know, I mentioned them earlier when we first started the show. And now's my chance to apologize. I should have done this last show, but I didn't get around to it. I want to apologize to Tommy Royal. And I promised I would sing his praises, you know. A, a while back, a small group of podcasters began referring to me as the Podfather, which I, I don't know what that means, but it's a title I do find rather flattering. But in trying to track it back to its origins, I mistakenly thought that Angus Doodle had coined the nickname. Ooh, and then to right. add insult to injury, I also credited him with a doodle of me, that they sent, that I put up on my home site, because I figured, well, Doodle must be the guy who doodles. Well, he's usually the one that does do the doodling. Yeah, yeah. well, this was But not, not, not the drawing. Yeah, this was Tommy, see. Yeah. Uh, so Tommy. he was a little incensed with me. So he, he did both those. I want to thank, so thank you, Tommy Royal. And uh, gosh, I, I owe you a debt of gratitude that can only be repaid by playing one of your clips. Uh, Jabs, you picked this particular clips. What's uh, what's the story behind it? Uh, well, uh, as I said, uh, well, as you've already covered, the guys are from England, um, out of England. Uh, I think from Wales. I mean, that could be, you know, it could be a lie as well, but we'll say it is. <laughs> Sounds uh, Out of England, the mother country. The boys, uh, they're known for their hatred of, of cyclists and cold beers. Uh, um <laughs> And they cover a range of different subjects, and they get very adamant that they love the um, the topical. You know how sometimes it's just people sitting around a room talking, and I know, Mark, you don't like it as much, but <laughs> these guys actually pride themselves on being able to do it. The what they didn't realize the is they've jumped show, the yeah. shark a fair bit now, oh dear. and they've actually got a format that they release <laughs> over and over again. And one of the things they've been doing recently is doing these great intros ah, okay, uh, to yeah. their podcast. 
So what I've brought is I've brought the clip to a recent intro that they played, I think, a couple of episodes ago before they went on a bit of a hiatus. Um, and the clip itself covers a range of different podcast hosts. I'm not going to give it away because you've got to see if you can pick the podcast host throughout it and listen to the story as well because it's quite an interesting story. Now, I'm trying to figure out what movie it's from. So if anyone knows what movie it's from, I'll send it over to, I suppose, Mark at yeah. Sakatasho on Twitter. That would be great, yeah, to, absolutely. Uh, or, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the clip and then uh, everyone can listen to the brilliance that is the Royal and uh, Doodle Show. Royal and Doodle, they're just a bunch of cunts. Doodle. Doodle. Doodle! Doodle jumps, grabs his ears in pain. He pulls the headset off and glares at Royal. You got a name? Try Royal. And let's talk in private, okay? Sure. Anything you want. He tosses the Walkman to Leroy, who dutifully puts it on. Look, I know all about you. Single. No fixed address. No known relatives. One previous conviction. Animal interference. Six months to go on a three-year sentence. You here to write my life story, man? Not likely, Angus. Maybe I just need some help. Royal takes the forensic photo out of his pocket, passes it across the table to Doodle. He looks at it, hardly reacting. Travis Clark, my old pal. These look better. He passes the photo back. Look, I've got just six months before getting out of here. Six months between me and freedom after being here three years. And I'm not going to do anything to screw it up, including pee in the prison yard, knock up the warden's daughter, or rat on my old podcasting associates. Royal swings the cell door back open. Too bad, Angus. I thought maybe you were a smart boy. But I guess if you were a real smart, you wouldn't be in here. He smiles, deciding to play his card. Oh, I can see a second rater like you wouldn't be any help at all going up against a real hard case like Hershon. Doodle jerks his head. Hershon? Hershon's the one who shot Travis? Royal, I asked you a question. Yeah, I noticed. Hershon is in jail. He's going to be there two years after I'm on the street. Yeah, didn't work out that way. We busted out with a big Australian. The cap two guards on the road, gang. Nice meeting you, Angus. He turns, goes out. The door clangs behind him. Doodle jumps up and bangs on the bars, shouts at Royal. Royal, come back here. Royal turns, saunters back, leans against the door. Yeah? I can deliver her, Sean, but you've got to get me out of here first. You're crazy. I can help you, man, but you've got to get me out. I've got to be on the street. Get me out of here. What's the big deal about you being on the street? I've got a lot to protect. Bullshit. It's the only way you're going to get Hirsch on. Hmm, I'll think about it. This place don't seem real popular with podcasters. Ah, it's my kind of place. I always liked corporate radio boys. Royal smiles, finds a table in the corner. A cowgirl comes over to take his order. Doodle takes a deep breath, moves towards the bar, smiles at the radio boys. They don't smile back. 
He sits down at the bar. Yeah, what can I get you? Vodka. Hmm, maybe you'd better have a soft drink, son. Nah, I think I'll have a vodka. Doodle looks around the room. Do you know a big Australian guy named Japs? He used to work here. Mm, nah, never heard of him. Now, nah, how's your memory doing? Fuck off, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Maybe I'd better ask around. See what your pals think. I don't give a shit who you ask. The bartender walks down towards Royal. Doodle moves away from the bar. He stops at the booth occupied by four gooners. One a very big man. Doodle grabs him by the arm and pulls him up. Up against the wall, shithead! The gooner breaks free, aims a massive haymaker at Doodle, and he gets a right to the stomach for his troubles. Now, I said get over there by the wall. You hear me, motherfucker? Doodle looks at the others. Move it, scumbags. On your feet. He grabs the next by the arm, yanks him off. Over there, move. Some of you gooners seem a little harder hearing, so I'll repeat it for everybody. I need word on the whereabouts of an Aussie that goes by the name of Jabs. It's a podcast matter, and you'll all look like you've just loved to cooperate. You, ugly, empty your pockets. Okay, what have we got here? A flick knife, some credit cards, and a fat wad of cash. You're in trouble, son. Big trouble, so you better start talking. Where'd a muppet like you make a score like this? It's mine. I earned it. What the hell? You must have mugged somebody. They don't let gooners like you have jobs that pay this much. You sure you don't know a dangerous Aussie? Because unless you start talking, I may just have to start looking down your jeans with a flashlight. What kind of a cunt are you anyway? I'm your worst nightmare. A wiggle with a podcast that entitles him to kick your ears. Doodle turns to the bartender. Barman, one of them is underage and they're all gooners. And you know I ain't found what I came here looking for. The tall one had a weapon. You want me to keep on making a list or you got the picture yet? He reaches for a towel under a pyramid of bar glasses. Jerks the towel. The pyramid capsizes on the floor. A huge crash as the glasses break into a million fragments. Looks like you're on your way to being out of business, mate. Now, let's see what can we fuck with next. Okay, okay. The Indian hangs out with a girl down the block. Right where Gundy Town starts. She lives on top of the kebab shop. Doodle turns, grins at Royal. As far as he's concerned, he's won the bet. Royal nods, slips out of the door. I don't give a damn about his girl. Look, give me a break. You're going to have to settle for her place. It's the only thing I know. I'm telling you, Gov, I'm giving you all I know. Try listening to podcasts once in a while. I won't have to hassle you again. But remember this, boy. There's a new podcaster in town. Excellent. Oh, man. I can't believe... Oh, I've been immortalized. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> we all? I, I, I listened to it just waiting to hear my names and going, Jabs, that's me. Exactly. I'm Jabs. Exactly. That's me. It could have been another Jabs, but I'm hoping it was me. It feels like we've arrived somehow. <laughs> I don't even know if we have to finish the, the rest of the show. 
Well, you can find those guys, guys, well, you can find those uh, Jewish now. You can find those guys at royalanddoodle.com, and they're also available on Stitcher and iTunes. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure they're available in other formats as well, but those are the only two I wrote down. So, And they're available for a very cheap price, I'm sure. Very, very, very cheap. I think they, they did that $5 website thing where you, if you pay one of them $5, he'll do some weird stuff. <laughs> uh, now, you know what? I You would mention that you want to do something uh, coming up on the 4th of December, and uh, I'm very flattered, but I thought it was a joke when you first said it, that you want to uh, <laughs> proclaim it to be Succotash Day. Yeah, we already, the, the thing is that it, we've done it for uh, G&J and we've done it for Royal and Doodle. So it's the next logical step, of course, was Succotash uh, Day. So the basically it's a day that all the other podcasts and listeners and fans and everything get together and promote your podcast. So it's a dedicated day where everyone downloads your show, tries to get you into top 100 iTunes. Not that you're never there anyway. You're always there. But, <laughs> you know, wish. again – Try and get you into top 10 uh, iTunes and get you featured on um, iTunes as well. So it's the day. You know how you keep asking people to go out there and yeah. write you reviews and everything like that? This is the day that everyone has to do it. I love it's it. a dedicated day. Uh, and basically, we'll do the Succotash tribute episode again um, around that time to kind of promote the show. And then the other podcast guys um, also – Get behind it. Well, so be- Rule and Doodle and G&J do a fantastic job of getting behind this kind of stuff. That would be fantastic. We'll be the first American show to be given this treatment? Yeah, yeah. I think at the moment, yeah. The um, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Oh, man. The- so you know Ed Wallach and Travis Clark, they're going to be so <laughs> jealous. Oh, that, that, they'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> well, that's the thing because the last um, – we did Royal and Doodle Day back in August. That's right. And I was going to announce Succotash Day around that time. But um, Travis was talking to the guys and said that are they going to announce the next one? And they want to do a D-Ad Factor Day, uh, and which we will do sooner or later. I would hope uh, so. But at, at the moment, yeah, we, we thought the next logical step – like there's three podcasts that I kind of connected with when we first started doing our show, uh, G&J Show, yourself over at Succotash. Katash and your crew um, and the Royal and Doodle guys. So they were my three priorities of kind of paying back everything you've done for us and um, getting kind of, we don't have a network, our unofficial kind it's, of network, true. our unofficial uh, pod mafia, <laughs> the pod as the guys mafia, like yeah. to call it, yeah. yeah. The, the pod mafia and trying to do a bit of promotion and everything because there's a lot of great podcasts out there that people just don't have a clue about. Good point. Good point. Well, we are honored to be uh, feted by uh, Succotash Day on December 4th. Yep, 2012, and then until next year, and then it'll be December 4th, 2013. Uh, so it'll be a yearly occurrence. But yeah, so what, what you've got to do, all Succotashians, um, is download as many episodes as you can of Succotash on iTunes. Uh, and continuously do it, and make sure you go into iTunes and review no matter what country you're in. It does make a huge difference. I mean, if we got featured, I don't know how we keep getting featured. It makes a huge difference, yeah. Um, So 4th of December, write it down in your calendars. Uh, (laughs) You'll all hear it anyway because we'll promote it to the wazoo. Fantastic. That would be great. So thanks again. That would be terrific. Uh, next up is, well, it's kind of a clip, I guess, you know, comedian Larry Miller suffered a head injury about a year ago and his podcast over on Adam Carolla's ACE broadcasting system. Well, they've been playing reruns ever since while Larry's been on the mend. Now I've known Larry for years from, uh, back when he headlined the club I ran 
in Seattle called the Comedy Underground way back in the early to mid-80s. So I've been following his recovery with interest, and just this week, in front of yet another rerun of This Week with Larry Miller, we finally got some definitive good news that Larry will be coming back, and that news was from the horse's mouth. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And I want to thank you, first of all, for the great gift you've all given me for the holidays. And yes, it is a gift, and that is that you have stayed with us and the show, and Colonel Jeff and Dr. Chris say the same thing, and it's a great gift. We're very grateful. Thank you very much. And now we have a great gift for you. We're coming back in the new year, in January. So we're really, really happy. We're grateful that you've stayed with us, and we're looking forward to just kicking off life. Well, with a whole new year. That's what it's about. It's the new year. It's when you throw everything else out and you go ahead with the new year. Only in our case, as you know, on our show, we don't throw anything out and we're still going ahead with the new year. It means a lot to us and we're glad it means a lot to you too. So thanks and we'll see you soon. All right. Good to know. Larry Miller coming back. You can catch up with all the previous episodes at this week with LarryMiller.com. And also on iTunes. Uh, I don't and know if new that's episodes in January. That's not long. That's, that's not only long a couple of months away. Yeah. Now I don't know if you're uh, if you've listened to Larry's show before, Jabs. I uh, listen to clips on your show. Does uh-huh. that mean that I'm listening to his podcast? Sort I suppose. Of. I, one of the the things I regret um, is that I can't really play clips that do him a lot of justice because he's a storyteller, and his episodes are usually about one story. And so it's very difficult to pull just a piece out of it. <laughs> Ten minutes out of an hour and a half podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, we have played a little bit, and it's definitely worth checking out. So, again, this week with LarryMiller.com. So welcome back, Larry. Look forward to it. Next, I want to go to a clip from the Christopher Titus podcast. Um, this is another comedian that I've known for years. In fact, I think, I'm not sure about this, but I think I may have given him one of his first paid stage gigs in San Francisco. Uh, Chris Titus, people might know him from his Fox television show, The Chris Titus Show. But uh, he's been podcasting for a couple of years now, and uh, I was down on him early on because he had some of the worst audio quality I've ever heard. (laughs) And he's a professional comedian, so I thought it would be a little bit better. It has gotten better. Um, uh, Anyway, recently he had a friend of Succotash, Kelly Carlin, on, talking about her one-woman show, A Carlin Home Companion. And about her dad, George. So uh, here's a little piece of the Chris Titus podcast. Now, my mother was a manic depressive schizophrenic, so she uh, basically stayed up without drugs on her. Yeah, own. wow. My mom used to actually, so I have stories like that where my mom would actually drink a beer. She was having a beer in the house, mm. cause, but she had a bag over it like a homeless person in the house. Mm. And I remember being a kid going, uh, there's no one here really Who's gonna, she gonna turn you in, really. <laughs> We're cranking out. In, in her mind, there were about twelve people. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. wrote a letter. We had, we put it on the wall and we did Titus because you know character. We had a we had a letter that she had written to me one day and it was in, and it was on the serial killer typewriter. We, we it would drop the s's about half a space. It was just it, it was just like, so you could identify. It. Yes, exactly. You could actually and it was written on a typewriter too. When they, there was at the time there right. was computers. Chink, chink, chink. Yes, it was a, yeah, it, and it said. Uh, it said, uh, um, things are going well. I got a new job I really can't talk about right now. Um, but your sister is pushing me, and she has no idea who she's fucking with. And that was literally, and that's all it said. It said, love, mom. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, love mom shouldn't that follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come to find out, she thought she was working for the FBI. She, CIA. She thought or she was CIA. She thought it's she usually the CIA. Yeah, she thought she was from CIA. Who ended up showing why. up on your aunt's doorstep because yeah. she had been writing letters. To the CIA. <laughs> I guess we'll call them job applications. Let's just call them job applications. Let's don't say, <laughs> say, nice. say like where's that. my pay stub? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good framing. I like my that framing. My check was short. <laughs> you don't work for us. Uh, hi. I, wink, wink. Yeah. I know. Oh, right. <laughs> Independent contractor. Perfect. Gotcha. That's exactly what you should be saying. Uh, <laughs> wow. So is it weird? Now, it's great that you've embraced it. There, a lot of people, are, especially from famous uh, parents, don't embrace it, or they do everything they can to, they do everything to, to run from it, which ends up amplifying it. Uh, absolutely. You I know? mean, I, I studied Jungian psychology. I went and got my master's in psychology. And one of the things you talk about in psychology is, you know, the more you avoid something, yeah. the more it comes and bites you in the ass. I, I mean, I wrestled with it for years uh, and got very comfortable with it. I mean, I was fine. And I actually left showbiz for a while and uh, went and uh, pursued being a therapist and a, a coach and leadership stuff and all this kind of stuff. And then and then my dad died. And really, I mean, part of it is, is that I am his daughter, his only daughter, his only child, right. and my mom was gone, and I really wanted to, I mean, A, I feel like I'm the person who protects his legacy and, and keeps his legacy alive. I think he's yeah. got a very important voice, yep. uh, and one that future generations should know about, and young kids are learning about him on YouTube now, and we have a Twitter account for him, and all this kind of stuff, so that's really exciting, and then, you know, it was like he was gone, and you know, it's a big shadow. It really is a big shadow. And so why not step into it and be protected by it? Well, yeah. And, and I, I felt like, you know, I'm not here to abuse it. I'm not here to take advantage of it, but it is my DNA. It is who I am. And, and you're the heir. I'd be cranking out those, those DVDs. I'm sorry. You are the heir. No, I think I don't think he'd be wanting corporate America to take it. Do you? No, definitely No, he would not. definitely want you to take care of Absolutely. yourself. I mean, if you, if you look at anything that I believe, you're like, yeah, no, just you keep living off his off his work. Yeah. Let, don't let these douchebags do it. Yeah, no, we don't let the douchebags near any yeah. of his stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jabs, what do you think of uh, Chris Titus? I don't know that you get a big enough sample out of that little piece because it's mostly Kelly. But uh, have you? Had a yeah, I liked it. Like, and I did enjoy it. But the, as I said, as I was thinking, the um, the Kelly comment around her um, around um, living into the shadow of her dad and stuff. I think that's just it, it's true, isn't it? Every time she goes on a podcast, it's hard to be herself because she's always talking about a dad and trying to live up to that limelight that he left. I mean, he was a brilliant, brilliant man, wasn't he? He really was. Uh, and it was kind of uh, interesting when I interviewed her on Succotash a while back. I was interviewing her at her home in Los Angeles, and she was sitting at a table in this back room, and there was a cardboard cutout of George right behind her, <laughs> sort of looming over <laughs> the whole time the interview was going on. So it was kind of that brought to life. Chris, Chris Titus does a TV show, did you say? Is it, it's yes. called Titus, is that it right? It was called The Chris Titus Show, yeah. It was only on for a couple of seasons, and then Fox uh, canceled it. But it was really edgy. It was a very different show. And I think they just didn't know how to market properly. It actually had a pretty decent audience. That's very unlike Fox, not, market, uh, <laughs> not being able to market shows and cancel them well before their time. <laughs> Has um, asked as Dean about the um, he was with Fox, wasn't he? Dean Hagland when yes, he, was he was doing the yes. Lone Gunman. Series. That's right. Yeah, Lone Gunman and um, uh, X Files. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned the pissed off man and G and J earlier. Why don't you uh, take us into our next clip? We have Jeff. Oh, again, just for people to so they uh, they know what's going on here. Uh, my co-host is Jabs from the D Head Factor in Australia. 
And uh, he's uh, working with us the whole show. And um, let's take us into the next clip. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, my co-host is Mark Sean from Succotash Show. And uh, <laughs> we're going to cover a podcast that obviously you've covered a lot of times. And you've actually had interpreters on your show try and explain the full Irish uh, brogue that the guys cover in okay. the G&J show. But this is a, a little offset of the G&J show called The Pissed Off Man Show. So this is a... Out of Belfast Island, uh, the G&J show is one of my personal favourite shows, and it always features a sometimes topical discussion around idiots or random news or how shite people are for not listening to their show, and they, they kind of cover a range of different topics, especially uh, G getting very angry and pissed off at people. So he created this subset called the Pissed Off Man Show, which ranges from about one to five minutes, depending on how pissed off he is. <laughs> it makes for excellent clips, by the way. I love that about the Pissed Off Man Show. I do too. And that's the thing is I can now, instead of, I've been waiting for months and months and months for him to send me an actual clip for our show, but he doesn't do it. So I just steal the pissed off man show and put him on the D factor now. That's right. So what, uh, will we be able to understand what he's pissed off here or do we need to set it up? Uh, I'm going to set it up anyway, just in case, no offense, G, just in case that the <laughs> accent is a bit, because uh, when he gets angry, obviously, the accent gets a bit more brutal. Um, so it, on a bad day, obviously, he'll do mo multiple episodes. So he'll do five episodes in a row if he's really pissed off. And in today's um, uh, today's Pissed Off Man Show, it's a very short one, and it is an older one, um, but it, it's about his thoughts on restaurants and waitresses. Pissed off about restaurants not multiple restaurants restaurants as a whole which i suppose would be multiple restaurants restaurants as a concept absolutely suck i'll preface this i was at a restaurant today had a lovely meal the wife the daughter myself the iphone all good 10 ounce sirloin steak beautiful stuff gravy chips what more do you want tell you what more i want i want to go and eat a fine meal while not being surrounded by other people. Why is that a thing? I don't get it. I don't like people. I don't like eating in front of people. Why does there have to be times where I have to go to places and there's other people possibly watching me eating or just interacting in social situations? I don't like it. If I had my way, I would go to the restaurant to put me in a cubicle. You don't actually see anyone apart from when you come in. You go into your cubicle and there's some high, some kind of computer technology, because God knows this exists in 2012, such as an iPod attached to the table, or something really basic, note writing system where you write what you want, pass it under a slot, and then a bigger slot opens, like in jail, and they slide your food in, or have conveyor belts, or some mad shit like that. That's what I want. I don't want to have to interact with bloody fucking waitresses and waiters, and you're not allowed to look at them because your wife's sitting there and she's thinking I'm going to perv at them, and then there's other people watching me eating, and they're just being loud and annoying and obnoxious and talking their absolute biggest load of shit ever. Enough for restaurants. I'm eating at home from now on. I'm the pissed off man. See you in the next episode. Man, there's nothing more pissed off than an Irishman. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. And especially if he hasn't got alcohol in his system, you can tell the anger. <laughs> so that's the gnjshow.com is where you can find the pissed off man. I think, you know, I went up to gnjshow.com just today, and they've still got kind of, we're not doing this anymore. 
Yeah, it points to his Tumblr page now. He doesn't want to pay for the website, ah. uh, so now it points to his Tumblr page. Um, but, of course, G is known for his graphic design as well, and he was nominated for a recent award in the Podcast Awards for Stitcher That's for right. his um, artwork. And so you can still see his artwork if you go to gandjshow.com. Yeah, yeah. I should have him do the Succotash page because my page kind of stinks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want him to do our page as well. No, no, no offense to Aaron, who did our page, and it looks fantastic, but a bit of an update. Never hurt anyone. AJ? Exactly, yeah. And also, you can find him, of course, on iTunes as well. Um, let's uh, dip into the tweet sack. Uh, you can jump in here wherever you want, Jabs, as I go. I've got a few things to talk about, and I didn't really send you any of this stuff, but anything you feel like uh, jumping in on, go ahead and do so. I'm not very good off the cuff, Mark. You should have prepared me. <laughs> uh, got tweeted today by Darren Staley uh, from at Crobama. He's the host of Dylan Brody's Neighbors Couch. <laughs> and uh, I had reviewed the Phil Hendry podcast over on Splitsider.com and This Week in Comedy Podcasts uh, just this week. And Darren asked if I could talk Phil into unblocking him on Twitter. I, I don't know what happened there. Well, I, I don't really know Phil Hendry, but here it goes. Phil, please unblock at Crobama from your account on Twitter. There we go. But, but why did he get blocked in the first place? I, I think I that's what you've got to ask the question. Because if he's sending naked photos around, he gets I, blocked. I and know, you don't want to be associated with trying to get him unblocked. I don't I don't think uh, Darren's that kind of guy. But, uh, oh, okay. you know, Fair enough. let's just see if the real power of Succotash can go to work here. And get get him unblocked from uh, Phil Hendry's account. Weird. Uh, the Britney American tweeted that in their show number twenty three that they're talking about Succotash and also my book, which you mentioned earlier, Jabs. Uh, when I had dinner with them recently, I gave them a copy of I Hate People, and uh, you know, here's a tip: I always carry a copy of that book when I'm summoned for jury duty. It's a great way to get dismissed having a copy of I Hate People under your arm and it actually and has just, worked you hand it over to the judge and just say hey listen i don't yeah. think i should be on any jury it speaks for itself uh, I and thank- there's clips up on youtube as well of you guys uh was it when the book came out uh yes yeah absolutely uh, doing a bit of a viral campaign yes yeah there's a bunch of stuff still up there that stuff will never go come down which is weird <laughs> you should see how um, we, we put a clip up when I shot a short film uh, probably around, oh, it would have been seven or eight years ago. It was a long time ago. And hashtag F you Josh is the, one of the worst actors in the world. And you can, <laughs> you can see that up on YouTube. <laughs> well, check that out. Check it out now. Um, I want to thank Ethan over at Combat Radio. He keeps mentioning Succotash a lot, which is great. Uh, we played a couple of his clips, and I'm working to get him on for an interview, which will be fun. I've heard from uh, my friend Phil Lairness over at the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour that Ethan is a great interview, so look forward to that. And uh, lastly, we got a message this week on the Succotash hotline from our friend Charlie Miller over at the Random Variety Show podcast. So let's uh, give a listen to his message right now. Hey, Mark, this is Charlie from the Random Variety Show. I just wanted to say thanks again for highlighting me on your episode 36 of Succotash. A big hi to Bill over there because he and I have been uh, Facebook, and I don't know if you know about that, and uh, sharing some recipes. So I'm I'm pretty excited to have uh, what he's been sharing, uh, aside from what's on your show. And I think I think there's another person here that wants to say something. 
Hello, Mark. This is Groucho Marx, and I just wanted to say thanks very much for allowing me on your episode 36. And I was wondering if at some time you would like to be interviewed by me for the Random Variety Show. I think you know how to get back in touch with Charlie. And tell your listeners to check out randomvarietyshow.com. Talk to you later. All right, Charlie, thank you. Got yourself the obligatory uh, um, plug-in for your podcast. Congratulations. And Groucho as well. Yes, and uh, Groucho wants to interview me, so that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, the last bit of tweet sack biz for this week. When I had my interview with Hawaiian comic legend Andy Bumatai last episode, I announced we would give away one of his T-shirts. Not a T-shirt that says Andy Bumatai, but one of actually his T-shirts, a beat-up old black T-shirt that says Crack Up Thursdays from an old Honolulu one-nighter comedy show. <laughs> uh, we had a bunch of folks send in correct entries with the distance from in miles from San Francisco to Honolulu, 2,387 miles. But the winning entry is from Esben Borsting. Yeah, that's a name. Esben Borsting from, wait for it, Honolulu. No shit. So I, <laughs> I carried Andy's stinky old t-shirt back from Honolulu, washed it, pressed it, and now I'm sending it back. Congratulations. <laughs> brought it all the way back. Yeah. I got your address <laughs> and the shirt is on its way. Um, so that's, uh, that's our tweet sack biz. Uh, you think this would be an appropriate time to talk about some headlines? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, it. do it. This is uh, sort of the stock and trade of uh, the D head factor. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about uh, a few things in the news that you might have missed. And even if you didn't, you get to hear us talk about them. And that's the main thing, because that way you get our opinions, and our opinions count for a lot when it comes to topical news. Exactly. And since we didn't go over these, we may have uh, pulled duplicate things. I don't know. Um, did you read that uh, Star Wars beat the Army Men into the Toy Hall of Fame? No, I didn't. I didn't. I know that Star Wars has been taken over by Disney, and all the memes that are floating around have Mickey Mouse in them. It has. <laughs> yes, I even did one. <laughs> but it's like the empire of one which is scary but uh, there's the national toy hall of fame in rochester new york and um this last week a national selection committee chose the star wars action figures to go into the tall uh, the hall of fame includes um the three and three quarter inch figures of han solo chewbacca r2d2 and uh, they beat the Little Green Army Men, the board game Clue, uh, Light Bright, the Magic 8-Ball, Pogo Stick, Sidewalk Chalk, the Electric Game Simon, Jesus. the Common Everyday Tea Set, and the board game Twister. There's some very strongly opinionated Star Wars fans out there. There are, and none of those toys got in. Just the Star Wars figures. So far, <laughs> well, they're worth a fair bit now. Those Star Wars figures, especially now that Disney's taken them over, they'll be cheap imitations of what they previously were and fall apart after about five five and weeks, six and weeks. Yet they'll cost just, twice as much, just like all their toys that I buy for my kids. That's right. Uh, to date, forty nine toys have made the cut into the Hall of Fame. They were they range from Play Doh and Slinky to the less obvious, like the Stick. <laughs> <laughs> There was it like the stick was so versatile though you could do so much with it. Uh, do you remember that uh, there was a joke that won the joke telling contest in England a couple years ago? Uh, 
what's brown and sticky? A stick, yeah. A I stick. think I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you got? That's Jeff? a very English humor kind of a joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no. I, I actually just look up um, the stupid crimes because they always make me laugh. Hmm. Excellent. And there's a there's a guy that's uh, hidden crack and uh, pot in his prosthetic leg. His prosthetic leg? Yeah, his prosthetic leg. I mean, it's got to be used for multiple purposes, doesn't it? I guess so. Uh, Jose Santiago is accused of hiding crack in his prosthetic leg. What's his um, name? The, the, a man accused of drug possession may not have a leg to stand on in court. This <laughs> is from the Huffington Post. That's why the jokes are, oh. you know, they're, they're already inserted into the comments. Uh, that's because authorities say they found crack and marijuana hidden in his prosthetic leg. Police in Wilmington... Um, D-E-L. What's that, Delamore? Uh, Wilmington, Delaware, yeah. Delaware, there you go. I was close. I'm an Australian. That's all right. Leave That's me all right. That's all right. Uh, police in w- Wilmington uh, arrested Jose Santiago on Friday after responding to his 911 call for a disorderly subject. When officials arrived on the scene, they saw Santiago in the middle of the street. Santiago seemed to be intoxicated and was yelling obscenities, but was taken into custody without incident. Upon booking, the cops discovered that Santiago had several outstanding arrest warrants. Um, He had allegedly had 2.5 grams of crack cocaine and 2.8 grams of marijuana hidden in his prosthetic leg. (laughs) Now, I wonder if his leg uh, was also a bong. Which would have been yeah, it was, that's it. Yeah. It's probably a crack pipe. He just he pulls it off and sits in the street and smokes it. <laughs> Beautiful. Totally yeah, so, yeah, that, that was my um, strange crime story. Well, you know, they used to say when uh, people got drunk, they, or they could drink a lot and hold their booze, that they must have a hollow leg. So I guess this uh, kind of harkens back to that. Yeah, well, that's it. So you get, but who would have thought to check the prosthetic leg? I suppose they have to when they get, get into prison, don't they? Because you don't know what they're hidden in. Eh? How could you resist, really? I mean, you want to look in there. <laughs> Just Every, to see what like, he looks like without it. Make him hop around. It's sort of like wanting to know what's up a Scotsman's kilt. <laughs> I was at a wedding once, and I actually asked... Um, uh, I got up because I, I wasn't any of the groomsmen or anything like that. But, but I don't know if you know this about me, Mark. I, I don't mind to talk. Um, <laughs> I have noticed that. Yeah, so I got up and did a uh, speech in the middle of the wedding. They, you know, they open up the floor, that hypothetical question of does anyone else want to say anything that no one ever does? But, no. of course, I was at the wedding, so I did want to say something. <laughs> uh, and they were wearing kilts. And so I got up in front of the whole wedding party and said, listen, the room is, is full of people. There's tons of people around here. And the, you haven't answered the number one question uh, that everyone is thinking. What is under the kilts? Uh, so they showed everyone. And it was, it was uh, I think it was the last time I was ever invited to a wedding. Oh, dear. And I, I, I'm going to guess, just like a magician doesn't reveal his secrets, you're not going to tell us what was shown that day. <laughs> it still haunts me to this day. <laughs> Well, I have a um, a near crime story. Didn't actually happen. Oh, that uh, that, that that doesn't make it a crime. Then that was well, just listen, an attempt well, that went to, wrong. I know. Well, listen to this. Out of Wichita, Kansas, this last week, a 51 year old Wichita man had his wallet back, handed back after a would be robber recognized him as a former fellow inmate. <laughs> uh, the Wichita police say the man was walking home from work late on Wednesday when he was approached by two young men, one with a gun. The gunman demanded the victim's wallet and cell phone, but as he was handing them over, the second, sus- the second suspect realized they'd spent time together in prison. 
they stopped the robbery, gave the wallet and the phone back, and no arrests were made. The victim told police he didn't think he could identify the robbers. <laughs> it's, it's a code of ethics against criminals. I think it's some sort of perverted form of professional courtesy. <laughs> I can't. I can't rob another robber. Even though, <laughs> it's, it's that sense of morality, you know. People say they don't change in prison, but obviously they do. They say crime doesn't pay, but apparently it does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's jump back into the clips. Uh, this is the one that you sent along, Jabs. Uh, Garage Cast with Jake and Brian. Our good old Jake and Brian over in uh, America. These guys, th- there's something about this podcast, and now uh, they don't they don't fancy it up. They don't do any of these big extreme clips or or do anything like that. And, and it is one of those ones where people um, sit around and just talk. But there's something about these guys that's actually quite um, entertaining, and it keeps me going back and back every episode. Um, and it, I think it's because of that kind of you know when you're listening to some of those those podcasts where it is a group of blokes sitting around. If you can relate to them in any way, you kind of feel part of that discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think these guys do it perfectly. Uh, they they've covered some fantastic stories that made me laugh and. And one of them was um, around a truck. He was trying to get his truck fixed. And you were so fascinated by this story. I don't, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know jack shit about trucks. But I wanted to know what happened next. Did he get his truck fixed? What's going on? What's oh, that's go- funny. And yeah. it, it was really well done. Um, and in this, the, the, the subject that they cover, they're part of the Podgods Network, these guys, uh, right. with a range of different podcasts. Um, but in this, the clip that I've got here uh, for you, for Succotash today, they, they cover the remake of um, the Patrick Swayze movie Red Dawn. Right. So let's uh, give a listen to um, the Garage Cast Boys and their uh, chat about the Red Dawn remake. They fucking remade Red Dawn. I know. I, I heard about it. I haven't seen I it. I can't fucking believe they remade Red Dawn. So it was on TV or was it a No, it was preview? a trailer. Trailer? Yeah. You can't with remake. the whole he's holding the assault rifle. Wolverines. And I'm Come like, on. are you fucking kidding me? It's the same you... goddamn movie then. Yeah. And they just played it and it holds up. I just watched the original here a couple weeks ago on TV. Uh huh. It held up. Yeah. They've been playing it a lot. I've been all over it. Dude. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. And I'm not a huge Patrick Swayze fan. That was one of his best movies. Yeah, because it was a guy movie. It yeah. wasn't and he was Yeah, he yeah he wasn't dancing he, and he wasn't, he wasn't a complete being, vagina. Yeah, even like oh <laughs> Roadhouse. I hate Roadhouse. Stupid. Because yeah, he's he's the chick guy. He is. He was like a, a dreamboat or yeah, and he's a badass. He's not a, a badass. badass. He was he's... never. A, he wasn't even a badass in Red Dawn. You know who the badass was? The kid that lost his mind and was fucking carving his killings into a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude was a, a badass. badass. <laughs> uh, the guy, the the guy who got shot down. You know, he's yeah. like, "All that hate will kill you," and he just looks at him, smiles, says, "Keeps me warm." Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the badass. Yep, that is a good movie. And I probably I won't go to the theaters. Of course, I don't go to the theaters. Do you ever anymore. like? I mean, you watch that movie, and it's a classic. Uh huh. But do you ever sit and think about if that were to happen? Yes. All the time, dude. <laughs> All the, yeah. That that movie just sets like scenarios in my head and I'm like, this but is amazing. I thought of that today. I was thinking but that today. But didn't that movie come out like right at the height of shit? Cold War yeah, and all Cold that. War. Yeah, Cold, we were still big into the Cold War. And... It was 
it was late into the Cold War. It was it yeah. was almost over, I think, yeah. wasn't it? It was early eighties that movie came out, mid eighties, eighty four. Uh huh. Eighty two, somewhere in there. Hmm. But yeah, I thought of that today as I'm out splitting wood. I'm like you know what? I don't want the world to collapse because this sucks. <laughs> I'd you know, be all over it, man. I could I mean... do it, but I'm pretty pussified, and I like being a little pussified of having my kerosene heaters on out here, flipping a switch, going and going, I got 250 channels and there's not a fucking thing on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I guess I could uh, relate to the, what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really well done as i said you've got to like it, again and the same thing you were saying about larry miller like a, a 10 minute segment or even in this case a couple of minute segment doesn't do justice to mm. the flow of the podcast and it's one of those ones where um when i was driving up to the hunter valley for hashtag fu josh's wedding um this was one of the podcasts that kept me going up there was listening to these guys and some of the topics that they covered like they covered the the of course the um the hurricane and stuff as well um but you it doesn't do it any justice but you can find those guys at garagecast.com and they're also available on stitcher and itunes uh and wherever pod gods are found yeah, I think they've, they've got a website as well, podcast, podgods.com or something. Uh, and they've got a couple of great podcasts in their community or network. Is it a network, Mark? I, th- I don't know if it's a network or a conglomeration or aggregation. I, I don't know. You know, we're rebroadcast on the uh, Clutch and Wiggle Entertainment Network, and they're, I don't know what they are. I guess they're a network. Well, what yours is is clutch and clutch and wiggle isn't a network, is it? That's a that's something that you just broadcast your show as part of their. Uh, you yeah, give they, them a shout they out. They rebroadcast, they but it's sort of a network. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's podcast <laughs> podcast whoring either way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, another show that doesn't lend itself well to short clips is the Phil Hendry podcast. Now, I reviewed this last week for Split Cider. And, um, Jab, did you ever hear Phil Hendry when he was on the radio? Uh, no, no. What, what, what did he do? Well, he was like legendary. He had a, a show for years on KFI out of Los Angeles. And he's a radio show host, and he would guess and call in, that sort of thing. But the trick was, and until you listen to a few of the shows, you didn't realize this, he was all the guests that were on his show. And he used this great combination of phone filters and mic filters, and he could switch back and forth between these characters, between his own character as the host and these guests really quickly. And it would take people a while to figure it out. So he would get these people calling in who were just incensed because the guests are outrageous. And they start out kind of normal, the guests, and they get more and more bizarre as the show goes on. And then occasionally, just to stir the pot, he would also be one of the callers using a different voice. Uh, so it was a classic show. And now he's, I think he's off terrestrial radio and he's begun to, uh, sort of cut up these hundreds and hundreds of hours of shows into his podcast. Uh, so here's a sample from, uh, a show called the well-muscled arm, uh, with a, a guest who's talking about the best way to get people to speed up in the fast lane is to drive right on their bumper and turn on your high beams. <laughs> <laughs> and that they will appreciate this and never get angry. So uh, here, here's Phil Hendry. Uh, Phil Hendry. Drivers always move over when you get right up behind them. 
hit the bright beams, and they will move over. Now, people appreciate this because what happened, and here's the reason why this doesn't cause rage. A lot of other things cause rage, giving people the birth. But when you pull right up behind someone and throw on the high beams, that's at night. Okay. They realize that they're going slow, and they realize that they're being reminded uh, to move over. And they don't get frustrated. They appreciate it, and it becomes a, 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 a place where we are connecting with each other. They recognize they've had a lapse of intelligence. Uh, I did this in 1975 in Houston, and I have found that it has served me very well ever since. All right, we're talking with Dr. Jim Sadler about driving, especially uh, people sitting in the fast lane and not letting you by. Um, getting up behind somebody and hitting the high beams, that wouldn't make them angry. I've never had anyone get angry with me, and I think it's because, first of all, I used to wrestle in high school, and I like to think it's because I, I rest my left arm on the window so that when you, you go by, you can see that I've got a fairly well-developed forearm and bicep, but, but more importantly, Phil, uh, so if they see that, they know that they'll be tangling with someone who is built, uh, but more importantly, they don't get angry, and this is really the key, they don't get angry, Phil, because they appreciate the fact that they want to be told when they're doing something, you know, people want to be told when they're doing something stupid, that it could kill them, or it could get another driver killed. When you remind them that they've had a lapse, uh, you know, that they're being uh, dumb, they're, they're, and it's just momentary. Or experimenting, trying to get away with, with you know, they, are they trying to piss, to, to use your language, are they trying to piss me off? Because it's, you don't want to do that either. So I think they are appreciative that when you pull up behind them, hit the high beams, they're appreciative you're reminding them to move over. I think a lot of people are, yeah. There are some people who will get angry, but I have never in 30 years ever been in the fast lane of the freeway had someone be slower than me that I didn't pull right up behind them. And I'm talking a couple of feet off the bumper because you don't want to do anything dangerous. And I hit the high beams. And that sends a very clear signal for them to get over that they've momentarily been stupid, and, and now you've reminded them. Talking about driving and the fast lane, and the fact that people who sit in that number one lane going 55 or even 60, or, or even just block traffic uh, with their car because they think as long as they're doing the speed limit, they can sit in that number one lane, you come right up behind them and hit the high beams. Now, you were telling Janice earlier... About I, not only do I hit the high beams, Phil, but I also I leave the high beams on until they move over. Some people blink, and I've never thought that blinking the high beams. I leave them on at a very high beam, and uh, if they if they also if they don't move over right away, I'll turn on my fog lights along with the high beams to add some of the glare, and also putting the fog lights on says to them, don't be stupid. And it's great. The, the one thing that you didn't tell me when you sent me the clip was it wasn't him. It was him that was doing the other voice. That's right. So when I heard the clip, I actually thought it was just some weirdo or random guy that was <laughs> as part of the discussion. So I, I, was, I was just as fascinated by hearing the conversation around the fact that he, he played both parts. Yeah, I thought it was just some whack job because like, that's what Josh would do is drive up <laughs> someone's ass and flash his lights and just say to him, like, you know, it doesn't piss him off. Well, Phil Henry has this great um, cadre of characters, people that he keeps bring Like that one character you'll hear in a bunch of different shows, always talking about something else. 
And uh, like I said, if you hear the whole show, you really it gets more and more strange, and the callers get more and more incensed because unless you're a regular listener, you don't know the gag. Well, that's exactly right, and I didn't. I'm completely blasé. So it just means that I have to go back and listen to more is what you say. Exactly. So uh, you can get that at thephilhendryshow.com. Also, he's on iTunes, so check that out. Um, let's uh, go with uh, – I've actually featured these guys before, and you've sent in this particular clip for this week, Jabs, from Mental Poison. Mm, the Mental Poison guys, they're there. Uh, I, I chose this clip because, again, it was one of my Sydney trip ones. It was a five-and-a-half-hour drive, so I needed a podcast to keep me going. And these guys are always amu- amusing. And they're, they're actually – I don't know if they're scripted or they're just that they're that good at, and very quick-witted. Um, but one of my favorite segments, there's two. They, they cover this thing called Twopics. And they cover um, – so what you can do is every week you can send them in a Twopic. And the Twopic, T-W-O-P-I-C. <laughs> S, uh, hashtag topic and they'll answer the question on the show with their um with their guys like marcus the host brian busy beast uh, the co-host john the producer and co-host and bill but they have a lot of female people that go in there as well um and they're out of philly and jersey okay. uh, in america that's right and they that they do a live show every Monday at 8 p.m. and they cover a lot of topical discussions. But one of my favorite things is, um, I believe it's Brian, and I'm sorry, yeah. guys, if I got it wrong. No, it is but Brian. Brian, yeah. Brian brings these ideas to the podcast <laughs> uh, about his next quick rich kind of scheme about it. And the, the subject was around Hurricane um, Sandy and how he was going to uh, create something to kind of ensure that it never happened again. Yeah, so it was a rough storm. Yeah, that reminds me actually of a little idea I had. Oh, here we go. Um, From I, the storm? Are you completely non sequitur? No, just... I'm going into something else now. Thank you. Um, what it is is uh, basically it's a fence. Okay. Stay with me here. Nothing to do with a storm. You guys got to be whiffing when I'm farting on this one. No. It's a fence, okay. You got a fence, right? It's a fence. And you put it up around places that are prone to flooding and shit. Okay. And you put some sandbags behind it. And this fence keeps the waters out it's water retarded and the the water can't come into it and this and that you put spikes on it'll keep immigrants out it's like a universal health care how do you say it you ever hear of a levy huh it's like a levy i heard that song but it was dry when i went listen what i'm saying is you put these fences up and they could be chain link whatever and they keep the water retarded how's a chain link fence gonna stop water what do you mean water and a chain link fence well, you, put, you stack them. You stack chain link fences. Yeah, you put sandbags up behind them. So why don't you just stack sandbags and say, fuck the chain link fence, forget it. <laughs> and my fence, my fence company's going to go belly up. What I'm saying here is... I guess, <clears throat> well, this way you can keep immigrants out too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can't climb chain link. Where they don't the immig- have shoes on. What immigrants are you talking about? They don't call them wetbacks for nothing. Oh. 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 That is, uh, Was it too that soon? Was no, it too we're not soon? trying to keep I'm the sorry. Asians out. We like them. <laughs> Maxine's like, hey, I heard a hurricane is coming. We could swim all that way around the ocean and come in and sneak in and <laughs> on his levee. Hurricane Gomez. I don't understand how this chain link fence is going to stop immigrants. Well, apparently. And you didn't say illegal immigrants. Water retarded. <laughs> oh, thank huh? you very much. No, see, that's good. No, but listen, you put Make the fun fence of my up. intelligence. You're the one that's going to use a chain link fence to stop a flood? Yeah, but it's water retarded. You're not listening. But, it, but how? But you put. You put, like, uh, paper bags on it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of holes in this story. 
Hey, oh, <laughs> look at you. All right, not a chain link then. I don't know, like a wooden fence or something. I don't oh, wooden, wooden, yeah, because, right? Wooden will work. Well, wooden. we don't have that polyurethane shit, all right? We can't afford that. What about plastic or concrete? <sighs> Let me call my guy. <laughs> or just sandbags. Just, you have you have a plastic guy. Listen, we spent all this fucking money on this fence. It's, oh, so it's not an idea um, anymore, huh? It's, no, it's just an idea. I mean, it's, it's something that has to happen, or else we're gonna go bankrupt. But it's a, right now. It's in the idea stage, and by idea, I mean people need to buy it. Well, I'm gonna buy. You. I'll buy one. Thank you. Put you me get, down. I'll be your first customer. You get six inches of fence uh, and sandbag six for only ninety nine dollars. Yeah, six inches. Yeah. How well, how large, how big are you trying to surround your whole fucking house, Marcus? Pretty much. Grow up in this economy. Uh, I don't want water. How are uh, you going to get in? How are you going to get past the fence? The floodwaters were four feet deep at some points. Damn, my fence is How's a six-inch fence going to help me? So it's only three and a half feet you have to deal well, with. Well, you now. have to buy a couple of more then. Uh, this is a horrible idea. What? Whatever. You have really bad fucking ideas, Whatever. my friend. Whatever. He does. Uh, well, hey, John, what do you say? Trivia? Whatever. All right. <laughs> I don't... It kind of looks like he's trying to recuperate from the whole fence idea. Yeah, like he's trying to invent something that's already invented, but he's doing it horribly. It's, oh, it's really killing my brain right now. Ooh. Now, if he created a sandbag company, oh he could make some money. I did it. Yes. They beat me to it. Well, you could, there's plenty of sandbag. When Johnson sand- & Johnson has a fucking uh, uh, monopoly on the sandbag industry, bro. Johnson & Johnson. All right. Yeah. No more tears. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, those guys are pretty funny, and I agree with you. Those, uh, those ideas that Brian comes up with to try and make money are actually pretty funny. They're really well done. Even the topics, the topics that they get each week, uh, it's like anything. Like if, if they're very um, uh, like quick-witted and they're able to kind of um, like improv yeah. on some of the questions, they, they can bounce off each other really well, and you can tell that they do. So some of the subjects that start off a legitimate question – will turn and twist and kind of morph into these completely different subjects, and then they'll come back and answer the question. Yeah, you know, I think they must they must plot out a little bit where they're going to go, but it does feel improvised to me. Yeah, and, and I don't think you'd be able to get some of those jokes out if it wasn't improvised because it would seem too forced. Yeah, so well, where can we find those guys? You can find them on mentalpoison.com, uh, and they're also available on Stitcher and iTunes. Excellent. Let's uh, jump back over the Atlantic to uh, England and The Bugle. Uh, Now, this is not an obscure podcast. It's been around for, I think, four years, five years now, and stars Andy Zeltzman and John Oliver, who a lot of people in the U.S. know from The Daily Show. And in this particular clip, it's a wrap-up of the presidential election recently held here in the U.S., Um, Not only is this show always delightfully current, they're out every week, of course, and they really cover fresh news, but I love the energy these guys have, especially considering they, uh, like you and I, Jabs, do this across an ocean for each week. And it it works really well. (laughs) Let's listen. Well, Andy, despite Florida's best efforts in finally finishing counting their votes two days after they were supposed to, (laughs) this election is now fully over. A winner has been declared in every state, and President Obama has been re-elected as America's new old president. And that whooshing sound was the bullets that almost every country in the world dodged with a Romney presidency. (laughs) Unless you live in Pakistan, in which case that whooshing sound was an Obama drone strike whizzing past your house. (laughs) Either way, we all got lucky. Now, the truth is, Andy, that this election ended 
like any other American election ends, with just under 50% of the electorate absolutely devastated. <laughs> because that's the way it goes here in this country. Under a two-party system, America has become as divided as one of King Solomon's babies. Unhealthily, straight down the middle. Uh, there is no doubt that, like Florida, this is not a good state for American democracy to be in. Because, not to labour a point, I'm not sure what the f*** Florida thought they were doing, Andy, because <laughs> this is all over, no thanks to them. The result was announced before midnight uh, on Tuesday, which was surprisingly quickly and certainly a lot earlier than most Americans had braced themselves for, because when you have a presidential election, Andy, that involves the state of Florida, which unfortunately is most of them, you have to prepare yourself for the worst. I wasn't just ready for a long night. I was ready for a long few weeks. I'd stocked up on canned goods and candles in the office just in case Broward County decided they wanted to start f***ing with the rest of the country again. <laughs> well, just in the, uh, the... Well, clearly the American people are split, but the American media also seems split on, as you say, whether America had in fact dodged a bullet or whether it had deliberately stood in the way of a bullet and head-butted it while shouting, bang. <laughs> and, you know, it's very... I mean, it's, hard, you know, it's a bit too early to say you know, who this is good news and bad news for. I guess an Obama victory mm. is very good news, as you suggested, for the Pakistan roofing industry. Yeah. Uh, also good news for Mitt Romney, because being president is, frankly, a really shit job, and I would not <laughs> yes, wish it, it is. on my worst enemy, which explains why I've never voted for either Osama bin Laden Never really got on with him, the former Al-Qaeda frontman and professional scripture misinterpreter. And I've also never voted for Sam Taylor, the former comedy critic from the Observer newspaper. <laughs> Grinding, wow. Grindingly mediocre. I was only on for 20 minutes! You can't <laughs> grind in 20 minutes! <laughs> the point is, Andy, this election has left me an empty husk. This election season and this election week took what was left of both my energy and my will to live. And if the result had gone a different way, it might have taken the rest of my faith in human nature as well. <laughs> and so, once more, President Obama walked out onto a stage in Grant Park in front of an adoring crowd who gave him a messianic response despite having four years of pretty hard concrete evidence that this was far from a perfect president, <laughs> let alone the messiah. And he went on to give the kind of fantastic speech that just made you wish that he could govern as well as he talks about governing. Because when you listen to him deliver the kind of speech that brings a lump to your throat, you find yourself thinking, why can't someone like him ever be president? Before <laughs> reminding yourself, oh shit, he is president and he has been for the last four years. All right, so there's uh, John Oliver and Andy Seltzman, and uh, you can find them at thebuglepodcast.com. They're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. Well, you guys, like, it's, it's only in America that you kind of, uh, like, everyone talks about the American um, president. You don't talk about our prime minister or anything like that, but every country has their own opinion about the presidency <laughs> of America. That's right. We shove it down everybody's throat. Do you even know who our prime minister is? Uh, he must be a very, very nice man. That was your first mistake. It was a she. To, ah! <laughs> but we're close. Well done. <laughs> at the moment, yeah, Julia Gillard uh, is our um, prime minister at the moment. And uh, I wouldn't have a clue who the England guy is. I know he's got a big head of hair. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen him on the news a couple of times, but I wouldn't have a clue. But I know who Obama is. He's the guy that rouses on America all the time. He, he comes out and he yells at them and he says, 
listen, if you do this again, you will go to your room. You will, you will, you will. That's and I us. think that's everyone has an opinion about American politics. That's, I guess I missed out on my chance to get the key to Australia now. I couldn't answer a simple basic question. I don't worry. We let citizens in for less. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> if you know how to eat Vegemite, well, you don't like Vegemite. Do you? Have you no, had Vegemite? I, I have. I actually do like Vegemite. I'll uh, have to send you over a jar. That would be great. There's another There's a thing that the guys from, um, what is it, the uh, Walking the Room were talking about for months, some sort of Tim Tam or Tom. Oh, Tim, Tim Tams, yeah. Tim Tams. What the and hell you, are those you dip them in your, they're, they're just chocolate-coated biscuits. Um, but what they're, they're kind of they're designed for you to bite the end off the Tim Tam and you suck it up through your cup of tea or coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could never quite figure out. They were going off about them and I just go, well, those sound kind of interesting, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I'll ship some of those over for you as well. And uh, some ch chicken salt. Do you know what chicken salt is? Chicken salt? I yeah, don't. chicken salt. What is that? Uh, when we went to – I went overseas for – three months uh, to Europe when I was younger. And so the two things we took was Vegemite and chicken salt. Now, chicken salt is something you put on your hot chips. And um, it's just, a, it, it is a salt, but it, and it tastes like chicken, which is ironic because it's chicken and it's salt. Um, <laughs> and by chips, of course, you mean French fries over here. Oh, yeah, fries, sorry. Damn that's it. all right. Americans, that's right, I keep forgetting. Uh, but right. fries, yeah, you put them on your fries and it, it's actually beautiful. It's, um, it's like salt. a chicken stock, but not. It's, huh. it's kind of, it's designed for you to put on your hot chips. I love the idea or hot of fries. It. That's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll stock you up on some Aussie goodness. I can't well, get the kangaroo meat over there. I don't think immigration will help me. I don't think I need it that badly. Um, but no. speaking of Australia, let's uh, get into T-O-F-O-P, which is uh, a podcast completely new to me, although Will Anderson's a guy I've certainly heard of. Yeah, so uh, the, this one, T-O-F-O-P, is like usually number two in top uh, podcasts in Australia. And it stands for 30-odd feet of podcast. Yeah, do you know why? I'm going to guess it's the combined length of the hosts. No, it's uh, it's a, a shot at uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, his and band. And his band. Yeah, his band. Uh, so Will's got that unique Australian humor. Will is a huge comedian over here, um, and he's he does it. He hosts his own TV show. He's he's basically if you don't see him for a week on TV, you know there's something wrong. Oh, really? Um, okay. He and and Charlie, the guy he co-hosts with, is actually a known actor in Australia as well. Um, Charlie Clawson. Okay. And basically, they do this podcast called TOFOP, uh, and Will, when he's not limited, is one of the funniest men alive. He's just absolutely hilarious because he, and that's where the podcast kind of lets him explore that kind oh, of side okay. of him. Yeah. Um, when he's on TV and stuff, he has to behave. He's not allowed to swear as much as he would normally do. That I like when you see him do his stand-up comedy. I don't know if you've seen him, Mark. Uh, he's he's like a he's like a um, you know those little dogs, the terriers that are just yeah. real kind of. Uh, they run around and stuff yes. like that, and they're they're just one hundred and twenty percent all the time. They talk a million miles per hour. Yeah. That's Will Anderson, and he's okay. just yeah, he's a huge comedian here. Uh, I sent him an email, uh, sorry, a thing on Twitter because he follows up us for some stupid reason. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I sent him a message and I said, "Do you mind if I use one of your clips on um, the Succotash show?" And he said, "By all means, please go ahead." So I, I, the clip I brought today is um, one of their discussions around. 
as I said, Will is a kind of quite huge over in Australia um, and a very funny man. So he gets spotted a lot in and out on the street. Now, in America, I know that you guys make a big deal out of celebrities and stuff like that, but Aussies are more inclined to have a shot at them or make a joke about yeah. them and then kind of move on. And in this clip, uh, that's what Will covers is he covers a – a recent stalking incident from a, or not even a stalking incident, a recent comment that was yelled out to him as <laughs> as ah. a guy was driving past. Now, remember, I, I have to note that it is a very unique Australian sense of humour because uh, he does use his Australianness um, very similar to another comedian called Dave Hughes. Oh. But uh, I thought I'd bring the clip in anyway. Great. Well, let's give a listen. So I have been heckled by a guy out of his car window. And it is the most involved heckle of all time. This is literally the heckle that he gave me. He said, hey, Will Anderson. Use the whole name for a start. That's how much time he had as he's driving by slowly to heckle me. Hey, Will Anderson. Pretty dressed up, mate. What are you? Going to the bank to try to get a home loan? Wow. World's greatest <laughs> heckle. But he didn't know that I was going to the bank for a home loan. Of all the things, to say. that was this is my point. Is like a that's a weird fucking. Are you sure this guy existed, or is this like a beautiful mind, or is just like a split side of your personality that you imagined? Because that is eerily accurate and incongruous for the circumstances. It was stunning. It was literally because it wasn't. It's not even who yells that out. Who yells that out? <laughs> but here's the thing that is even worse than that, Charlie. Is he doesn't know. How accurate he was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was part of me that literally wanted to run after the car and just go, dude. That's exactly what I'm saying. You have a power that you should be using for mankind. You may be like the mentalist or something. That's brilliant. Is that not? That's amazing. That's astounding. Did you actually think that that you're being set up? That would make me suspicious that maybe it was a Truman show. I would doubt everything in my life. Oh, that like all my renovations were a hoax? Yeah. Everything in your life is a, like, has been like set up by someone else. That is just too bizarre. I mean, like, what are a, the odds of a guy heckling you like a, with not a heckle? I've been thirty eight years. I'm thirty eight years old, and people have heckled me both professionally and in real life, and on the internet. In fact, a lot. And in my house, stop saying, <laughs> stop saying mean things about me. Um, <laughs> um, never had a heckle like that. Yeah. And on a day when I was actually going to the bank, of one of the only two times in my life I've gone to the bank to get a home loan. The, the odds of that must be astronomical, do you not think? Uh, yeah. Astronomical. But uh, I, I just can't understand his motivation. Like, he was either trying to just be cheeky and, you know, you'd nod and that laugh, or he was trying to insult you. But And it doesn't fall in either of those two categories because it's virtually like a statement of fact that has no negative or positive outcome. Are you getting a homeland? doesn't mean anything good or bad, does it? Why do you, why would so. you, it is a neutral statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> like normally you yell something out to provoke a reaction, but he yelled out a completely <laughs> neutral statement. Hey, well, Anderson, you've combed your hair and you're wearing a shirt. You, you're totally right. Because what I, he really, if you want to insult me was, um, it would say something even on the same theme, if he'd wanted yeah. to riff on that same theme. If he'd want to insult me, what he would have said was like, Hey, Will, doesn't matter how dressed up you are, mate, you're not going to get the fucking loan. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. a... Yeah, it's provocative. It's a provocative, it's provocative. You've used the fact that I'm dressed up and I'm near a bank yeah. 
to put the, yeah something aggressive. But it was more. You're right. It was a statement a complete, of fact. A, a completely neutral statement. It was of like fact. being heckled by Not Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> he was just describing the action. He wasn't putting a spin on it at all. Well, Anderson, left step, right step. <laughs> It's amazing. I just, I love the fact that he's got this, he's wound down the window. He's got the opportunity to yell something out and he yells out the blandest, most neutral statement ever. And yet, the most genius and accurate statement yeah. ever. So like... So he now writes for me on the Gruen transfer. Yeah. I'd like to know who that is. If like, I, I if anyone knows, like, because I mean, imagine it's yeah, something you might, might tell, tell someone, someone about or, like, or whatever. I got Anderson a beauty today. <laughs> Ask him if he was going to the bank for a home loan. <laughs> then you'll be like, well, it's funny you should mention that. You know, I think Will Anderson was at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. I saw him speaking like for 10 minutes as a guest sort of in between other panels. And uh, he literally had come in just for the festival and was leaving again to go back to Australia. Well, he's actually uh, good mates with the, he calls them the sister cast, the walking the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think they did a show together recently as well. But he's he's currently doing a tour for his uh, philosophy. Um, oh, okay. His comedy show as well. So I know he's over in doing all the comedy festivals and everything there. But they've recently, uh, in the latest episode, probably the worst timing for me to introduce a clip to your Succotash audience, but um, they're going to take a hiatus. Oh. Um, because well, Charlie Clawson, but it doesn't mean you can't listen to their back catalogue. Exactly. They're, they're still hilarious. Um, Charlie Clawson, the, the the actor, actually got a job. And as part of it, <laughs> I think part of getting the job was, listen, you really can't do wow. this podcast just in case you kind of offend people. Um, <laughs> no so kidding. you've got to be very cautious. Yeah, because it, it's true, though, because you think about us yeah. on the podcast and if people – Kind of, if you if you were in that celebrity limelight, some of the stuff that they actually say on the podcast can be used against them. So true enough, true enough. So go ahead and uh, listen to the uh, the past episodes of T O F O P, and where can they find that, Jabs? You just go to the iTunes page. You're always featured on the bloody front page. Okay, uh, but yeah, go to go to iTunes T O F O P, uh, and and. Uh, I'm going to say it straight. It's no different than the other podcast formats. Uh, it's just a bunch of guys talking about discussions and stuff like that. But, of course, uh, Will Anderson being a comedian and Charlie being his balance, it works fantastically. Excellent. Uh, another couple of guys who just sort of shoot the shit and are very good at it. They're coming along. I think they've had about twenty, just 21 episodes so far. Are Mike and Matt over at the Unkempt Podcast. In fact, they're already up for a comedy award at the 8th Annual Podcast Awards. Uh, now, I played them uh, a while back, and I wanted to see if they've gotten either more or less disgusting than the previous clip we played. Yeah. That's so cool. your house was well, a little see, bit more entertaining. See, yeah, so as you know, I just moved into this house, and it's weird sure. because I actually live in a neighborhood, but I still feel secluded because we have trees and privacy fence, you know, but I right. really am enjoying this house, neighborhood with sidewalks, well... Your neighbors. So we invited, yeah. So we invited, <laughs> yeah. We invited uh, some friends over uh, with kids, and you know, we took DJ trick or treating. I stayed uh, while they walked up and down the street uh, getting candy. I stayed here to pass out candy, which was right. really, which was really cool. 
I, I kind of enjoy passing out candy, you know, yeah. to the trick or treaters. We had a lot. It was cool. We had uh, pumpkins and made pumpkins, and I made some dip. Okay, who gives a shit? Yeah, right. But anyway, so <laughs> that's so, a talking. So at the front door, I have like a sidewalk that comes to the front door, and at the top of it, uh, at the top of it, there's like five or six steps to yeah. come down to our yard. Then you walk to our front door. Sure, and that meets the sidewalk. So. Denise um, happened to look outside. She goes, oh, there's some trick-or-treaters. And she takes the bowl of candy and walks out to the sidewalk to right. give to these uh, these kids some candy. Well, like two of the guys are teenagers. Yeah. And so our buddy, MB. No, you can't even do that. Uh, you can call him Artie. Dude, Artie. Yes, call him Toby. Like, Toby. No, so, call him Juan. So he, he decides, I'm going to be a smart ass to these kids. And he sticks his head out the door. And he goes, he goes, you know what? You guys are teenagers. You can walk up to the front door and get your candy. And he, and he was Jeez. saying it like in a joking way, but at the same time serious because, you know, he's right. just, they're teenagers and he's like, you lazy teenagers. Yeah. And so Denise is out there past Kenny. She kind of steps to the side. <laughs> There's a girl in a wheelchair. <laughs> and Mark's just like, Ugh. and they all, and they, uh, uh, dude, well, uh, <laughs> dude, any robot listens podcast, but anyway. So. So, so we're so yelling at a handicapped kid. You know, he yelled. He, he's, <laughs> of course, he felt like shit. But it was. But they just. If you could have just seen their faces, they just looked at. They you were like, all like, "Really? Did yeah. you just say that we could walk yeah. down the effing stairs <laughs> and get candy?" So, Screw you. So it was just like great. So you're grand, like the you're like the I'm, awesome neighbor. Yeah, I'm now, the awesome man. neighbor that screams and yells at the handicap uh, kid. kid. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks, friend. No, it was funny That's though. So you wrong, know, it was dude. funny, and we had a good time. So are you familiar with those guys, Jabs? No, no, I haven't um, heard them before. I, I must have heard that clip on your show because I I don't go a week without listening. Uh, but the, <laughs> is that, that's what I meant to say. That's what you just emailed me, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. exactly. Sakatashshow.com. That's Don't not staged, it. is it? Yeah, but the Unkept <laughs> Show. No, I, I haven't actually heard it before. I did start following these guys on Twitter recently, uh, but that's, yeah, I've only heard clips and pieces. So check them out at the unkemshow.podbean.com. Or the easiest thing, of course, is just go to iTunes. Or Stitcher. Stitcher's or Stitcher, the best yeah. one because you, you just kind of you type it in, you hit your favorites, and it doesn't crash every five seconds. Like and you have iTunes. to download, which is good. Yeah, that's it. It makes a big difference. Well, that's it for our clips this week. Uh, the last thing we have is our uh, usual feature, the Bursto Durst, with uh, political correspondent Will Durst. And uh, finally, with the election over, he's taking a hiatus and uh, taking a side trip through Thanksgiving Town. Hey guys, Wilders here to say seriously, both political parties talk and preempt them smack barely a week after the election? Partisan politics? Again? So soon? Not even time to catch our breath for crumbs sake. Give it a rest, you guys. It's Thanksgiving. Yes, already. The earliest Thanksgiving possible. And to be perfectly honest, a four-day weekend devoted to food, family, and football might be the perfect prescription to get us through these silly times. So here's a couple of rough examples of what a middle-aged, round-headed political comic counts as his blessings before performing the triple somersault into the gravy boat. The newly elected Congress. If you like the 112th Congress, you're going to love the 113th Congress. Barack Obama. The second term promises much bigger fights with Republicans and Democrats. Karl Rove, who continues to lobby for a recount of the Ohio and Florida votes from 2008. 
General David Petraeus. Who knew generals had groupies? Proves the old high school adage, chicks dig stars. Bill Clinton. As Secretary of Splain and stuff, he kicked Obama's ball over the goal line. Can't wait to see what his touchdown dance will look like. Probably a waltz with Hillary down the campaign trail. Dick Cheney. Still feisty after recovering from a heart transplant. Transplant, really? Don't you think installation might be more apt? The state of Florida. Twelve years later, they still can't count. It's time to circumcise America, cut Florida off, and kick it into the Caribbean. Rename it North Cuba. The state of Texas. They're threatening to secede again. But not seriously enough. Mitt Romney. The good news is he won't have to explain to the family why they're moving into a smaller house. Donald Trump. The man just cannot shut the hell up. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Joe Biden. Not just a loose cannon, he's a loose aircraft carrier. And finally, the fiscal cliff. And our nation turns its lonely eyes to those fabled fiscal cliff divers, also known as the Tea Party. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. All right, so get some more Durst over at willdurst.com. He's also on Twitter at Will Durst, W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. What we do you don't think know. Of Will, by the way, because uh, I know you oh, listen to I love the show, Bill. Jeff. I love, yeah, I do. I, I listen to. Uh, I love listening to Bill at the end of it as well, and Bill Haywatt, for that matter, it just makes uh, me laugh. Yeah. I wish Bill yeah. was here with us today. It would really make something of the episode. <laughs> I really don't. I can't get drunk at ten o'clock in the morning. I can get drunk at ten o'clock in the morning. It's probably, <laughs> probably, probably not best to pick up the kids from school yeah, when I smell idea, like yeah. um, absinthe and stuff like that. So probably a good thing Bill's not here. Uh, but no, Will Durst. Yeah, love it. I, I, I do enjoy it. I think he summarizes is the podcast right at the end and even his political views aren't too far over my head good, good. and this All one right. about thanksgiving now listen we didn't kill a lot of indians over here in australia so we don't have thanksgiving <laughs> but my wife is canadian and they have canadian thanksgiving so oh, okay so you get a taste uh, of it i we use it as an excuse to kind of splurge out on a ton of food and just eat and eat like pigs but you know it's it's no different to every other sunday night we do the same thing here, except we have now a smidgen of guilt that goes along with the turkey and uh, cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's well, that, Jabs, it's that, Jabs, that makes I want it to thank you. Jabs from the D-Head Factor in Australia. You have made episode 40 of Sucktash, the comedy podcast, podcast, really come together. Well, thank you very much for the invite, Mark. And you'll have to return the favor again uh, when I'm in desperate need of a co-host because mine's uh, married and trying to have children at the moment. Exactly. Well, just give me a call any time. Uh, tell folks where they can find the D-Head Factor again. Uh, usually in prison, uh, <laughs> but for, until the court case is settled, we're on the dadfactor.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we're very, very active on um, Twitter at the D-Head Factor. Very good. Uh, well, this has been Sakatash, the comedy podcast podcast. You obviously know where to find us because you found us. If you want to email me, I'm Mark, M-A-R-C, at SuckatashShow.com. Also tweeting at Sakatash Show. Like us on Facebook and the Sakatash Show page. And then, of course, you can call the Sakatash hotline, 818-921-7212. And don't forget, December 4th, uh, proclaimed by the D-Head Factor to be Sakatash Day, internationally. It's the day everyone gets to pass the Sakatash. Fantastic. As well they should, finally. Finally. The self-recognition, instead of this dribs and drabs, 
Everyone has to do it on this one day. Fantastic. Jabs, I have one final question for you. Far away. Won't you please pass the succotash? <laughs> Talk to you later, Jabs. See ya. You've Thanks. been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants. And imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com or at Suckatash Show on iTunes and even at Suckatash Show on your smartphone Stitcher app. Follow Suckatash on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Friend Suckatash on Facebook. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com or just pick up that phone and give Suckatash a ring at 1-818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino at Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please... Pass the succotash.